Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Bring in from Pro Football Focus, John Costco. What's going on? What's happening, G. Bush? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, we are past the stage where we're, we're accumulating players and now you know you got the rookie mini camps and you got uh you know the season is rolling around and now it's just you know it looks like the, the cleveland browns and every other team are moving towards uh you know getting uh ready for the season as i was you know talked about a little bit last segment um i'm interested in seeing um you know this game against kansas city um, but as, as I look at the numbers and, and I'm not setting the Browns up to lose, um, but you, you look at the Browns, they can have potentially nine new starters. And as I go back and look and, and take a look at the stats of what Patrick Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid really do in the first month in September, uh, they are daunting in terms of what they do in, is throwing the ball in the offensive production. Uh, I don't even think Patrick Mahomes has even thrown an interception in in September. Why is it, uh, first of all, that, that they're just so good and so dominant offensively um, in terms of how how are they able to come out hitting on all cylinders and, and other teams may struggle a little bit? And do you think that that could be an issue for the Browns in the week one against Kansas City? Well, one of the reasons, I mean, I think the main reason actually is the reason they're so good uh, right out of the gates is because Andy Reid has been doing this forever, and he's an offensive-minded coach. Um, and he's had, you know, he's had this team, uh, you know, for, for several years where he's been able to know exactly what his players can do. And it's not as if he's a new coach coming into a new situation. It's not as if um, he's got, he has a rotating position at that, you know, that quarterback position. He's got one of the best young guys in the, in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes. So these guys come out of the gates on fire because they've been doing it year after year after year, the same stuff. And they just build on top of what they've known over the previous years. So um, Patrick Mahomes, we, I mean, we know what type of, of a quarterback he is. Andy Reid has just been, he's been doing it for two plus decades, um, you know, as a head coach in Philly and now in, in Kansas city. So, they just they're able to get do this because they just have a refined system they know exactly what they're running and they can they have the base package already there that they they don't really they don't need to rep the basics they they have the basics down so they can keep adding to that repertoire of schemes designs and and misdirections and all that stuff that they can do on top of everything else they do so like with the browns it's you know 
you expect better things in year two, but that's what you kind of hope the Browns can get to, that level of efficiency of knowing going into training camp and into that first week of the season exactly what, what you want to do on offense. Yeah, it, it's just it, it's you when you watch it, it's it's uh, it's like a, a beauty. It's like, dang, man, these guys it's the week one. I'm used to going turning the NFL on and being like, well, uh, it's the first week of the season and Kansas City is already up 14 nothing in the first quarter. I'm like, dang, really? This is this is how you guys are working already. Um, so I, I think there might be something to be said uh, for that. Uh, in terms of the first game of the year and, and looking at the defense, um, do you think in this game, I, I you know, I've, I've seen this way too many times and I've just, you know, always taken a look at it. I can just imagine watching the games and then, you know, the Browns players are saying and the coaches after the game say, you know, we didn't show everything we have or we didn't give, you know, we didn't give them very many looks. We tried to just get lined up and play. Um, we were a little vanilla in certain areas. Do you expect the Browns defense? Because I think I do expect them to come out and only play just – they're not going to give uh, Patrick Mahomes that many looks. Do you expect them to to come out and be basically a vanilla-type defense? Or do you think they'll come in and, and try to match what, what Patrick Mahomes does well and, and come out and, and give him multiple looks and wrinkles? No, I think they're going to try to give him multiple looks and wrinkles. I think – you look at it's the second year that Joe Woods gets his defense. And I know there's a lot of new pieces and, and whatnot, but you still have a lot of pieces from last year that are, are carryovers that can teach the system and help other play, you know, the new players uh, come along. So I, I don't think I mean, they're going to go out and try to win this game. And the way to win this game against Patrick Mahomes is, is not by playing vanilla defense and, and letting them know what you're playing pre-snap every single time. He's going to shred you every single time when, when you do something like that. So you've, They've got to be exotic with what they're doing, and they're not going to go out there thinking, all right, well, they're just going to score 40 points or whatever. You, they're going to go out there and, and try to play their game, and if they, they end up giving, you know, giving up 40 points because there's miscommunications and busts on the back end because it's a, a lot of new pieces on there, you know, so be it. I think you, you want to get those, those wrinkles ironed out early in the season rather than trying to ease into something, um, especially when it's a, a, your first opponent is, is no cupcake at all. Moving to the to the offensive side of the football, um, I was just sitting here thinking about this, and you know, with guys coming back offensively, the 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 unit that is most together is the offense. You know, Odell Beckham will be back, but he he missed the last part of the season, um, but he was there in, in the beginning part of the season, um, and for the most part, you know, hopefully, if we get to past the preseason games with no injuries. It looks like the most experienced part of the team will be on the offensive side of the football. However, was it a tale of two halves um, with the philosophy? In the first half of the season, it was more um, run the ball, play action off of that, you know, you know, doing things to get Baker kind of comfortable. Second half of the season, um, do the stats and the numbers in the film um, basically corroborate the, the thought process? that the Browns were more of a passing team or more of an efficient passing team in the second half of the season rather than the first half where they were more run heavy? Well, they were definitely much more efficient in the second half of the season at passing the ball. I know that 
while I don't have like the, the specific numbers in front of me, they they moved towards a more shotgun oriented offense in the second half of the season than they were in the first half of the season, and and u- utilizing runs and play action from the shotgun more so than they were pre- early in the season. They almost never did it um, in the first half of the season, you know, pre-buy. And, you know, that buy we kind of did mark some changes for the offense in terms of, hey, what is it that we do best? What, you know, what is it that makes you, you know, Baker Mayfield comfortable? You know, what are the things you struggle with? So um, you look at the first six weeks of the season, it's almost with last year and how COVID you know, pretty much eliminated training camps and any preseason games and any type of tune-up that you could possibly do going into the season, learning a new system, you know, that team needed some time to gel and figure out what it is that they did well. And while, you know, you, you start the season off really well with, you know, winning four games. and uh, But the thing is that the offense still never really looked like it was it was that super efficient offense that you were expecting from, a, you know, this, this style of offense where you have the wide boot action and, uh, and play action off that. Um, and it was that throughout the season, but they, they did migrate more towards a letting Baker Mayfield run out of empty and, and, and straight shotgun um, as the season progressed, as he got more comfortable with it. So, you know, I, I think it's the way that the season progressed and how Baker Mayfield got better throughout the season. And, you know, over the last 12 games of the season, he has graded as the second best quarterback in the NFL. If he can maintain that and you can still see the progression of, you know, what you saw from the first half of the season to the second half of the season and into the playoffs, you know, you can imagine what, what's going to happen with this offense, you know, this year. But, um, yeah, the, this this team did move away from just being that run-first offense, even though they they still ran the ball, you know, at one of the higher rates in the league. They still let Baker Mayfield um, deal more often towards the end of the season. Talking to John Costco on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, of course, of pro football focus. You, you know, you go right into the next question in, in terms of this. You know, we talked about last year, with, with the, it was a tale of two um, halves of the season. This year, coming back, you know, you have your receiving core coming back. You, you have your starters coming back. Obviously, your offensive line is there. What is the identity of the Cleveland Browns offense this year? Uh, you know, do they still continue with that progression uh, and giving Baker Mayfield the football and letting him throw it around more? Uh, do they turn into more of a passing team? Um, or will you still see the level of uh, running? And, and do you still believe, like, you know, Nick Chubb is the is the guy you start with and then the run game opens up the pass game? What is going to be the identity and the progression uh, from Kevin Stefanski uh, in year two? I think he's still always going to want to be a, a, a have a team that is multiple. Like he always says that, right? He wants to be multiple, and I think he's going to always want to be. You don't know if you're going to be running it or passing it on any given play. Um, I think that's the type of identity they want in the in the, today's NFL. You have to be able to pass the ball efficiently and throw in passes, especially when you don't expect passes to happen, and be able to do that well. So I think they. I think Kevin Savansky understands that, and I think he wants to be able to, to pass the ball efficiently, but he's always going to have, you know, re- rely on the bread and butter of, of the run game, um, even though that is not as a predictable and, and sustainable moving forward. Baker Mayfield has to keep taking the, the strides that he's making to be the, the good quarterback, but I think he's going to, you know, Kevin Savansky doesn't want to become an all only run offense or an only pass offense. He's going to want to try to, 
to do both and and always keep the defense on their toes on what it is that they're running. You know, put out you put out twelve personnel out there, multiple tight ends and a and a, and a running back. So you you're expecting run, he's going to pass it. You put out eleven personnel out there and you're expecting pass, he, he might run it. So I think you that would be the evolution of this offense where you you when you were in eleven personnel last year, you definitely saw a lot more passes, which is how it is for all NFL teams, but I think you're going to see more runs maybe out of 11 personnel and perhaps more passes out of 12 personnel. You know, coming up, you know, looking at the the schedule, um, there's a week where you're playing the Ravens. Um, You got the Ravens, then you get a bye, then you got the Ravens again. Um, When you have a little, you know, kind of a stint where it's a little quirky, um, how how do you believe the Browns are going to attack that um, in in terms of playing a team like the Ravens? Because I, I I qualify it as an elimination game. Uh, if you lose one of those, you know, the first game, whoever whatever team loses the first game, uh, I, I think they have to come back and win um, the second game. Uh, do you believe uh, in, in those games and what you'll see? Do you think the Browns will will um, I don't know, maybe kind of unleash a, a what we would call Lamar Jackson package in, in terms of saying, OK, we're going to try to make him throw the football and he, he's not going to be able to run. What do you think um, they'll do in those those little weeks there? And, and do you think that that is setting up yourself uh, in the AFC North as an elimination game when you play a team back to back weeks in, in between of a bye? Yeah, and, they, and the Browns have an advantage here too because of, because of that bye week. So they get him in that week twelve, uh, have a bye week while the Ravens go to Pittsburgh and play at Pittsburgh um, against that vaunted defense, and then they they come to Cleveland and and you have to play them again with with the Browns having that that extra week of being able to prepare for Lamar, Lamar Jackson and seeing what it is that their defense is at that point and how to defend them. You're definitely going to see. A, a, you know, some tweaks and, you know, little quirks to that their defense to try to stop Lamar and, and to force him and keep him in the pocket. And I think, you know, it, you look at last year where they faced Lamar week one. It was probably the worst matchup the Browns could have had all season long just because of the fact of how the, you know, the COVID offseason where he didn't really get to have any time together. He had 14 practices uh, essentially to, together, and then you're trying to stop, you know, with a new a new defensive system trying to stop Lamar Jackson in an offense that, you know, guy, the guy that won just the MVP the previous year. So it was the worst situation for the Browns last year. And you couldn't ask for a better situation this year for the Browns to have this defense gel together over the course of the year. And then, then go face Lamar Jackson in week 12 and then 14. So that you're going to see some definite, definite uh, twists and schemes that they're, the Browns are going to play against Lamar. And then uh, they're going to refine it over that, that bye week because the Ravens, you know, the, the advantage for the Browns is that they can change things up and they can look at what they've done well and what they've done wrong um, over the course of the season and in that game in particular. The Ravens don't have that luxury because they, they after that first game, they have to go to Pittsburgh and play them, and then they they come back and have to play the Browns. They're, they're going to make a few tweaks, but they're not going to be able to make a lot of tweaks and changes, whereas the Browns can, can really change up their whole game plan if they need to. We haven't talked about this in a long time. Um, I, you know, the Browns haven't been competitive like this to even, you know, have this conversation. Uh, you know, let a, you, you were just trying to make it to the playoffs or, or go 500, let alone talking about this. I mean, when you look at it, um, do you believe it is important 
with the way that Baltimore is kind of a, a team that's against you a little bit. You know, they're right on that same playing field. The Bills are kind of on that same playing field. Obviously, people can say that the Chiefs are a little uh, a step higher, but still really good team in AFC. And then you got guys like the Colts and, and different other teams and the, the, the Titans um, that are in that mix as well. Do you believe that the Browns, it is very important for them to get home field advantage um, and, you know, force some of those teams to come to First Energy Stadium? Um, or do you just believe that, you know, the team is good enough as constituted where they can go on the road and play anybody and win? I mean, I think both are true. So you absolutely want to get home field advantage um, for for the playoffs because then you have you're forcing teams to come to you and, and play in your stadium that's going to be packed and loud but the, the browns do have a good enough team to to win on the road you know you look at the super bowl champions last year and they they had an 11-5 season you know had a had a were a wild card team and they had to go on the road uh, continually to to win so you, you can do it but it's it is not likely to happen because you look at previously you know, excluding last year with, with obviously you have Tom Brady and, and you know, the uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time being able to lead your team. Other than, like, those anomalies, you're looking at a team, you know, previously when you had six teams into the, into the playoffs in each uh, conference. It was, one, it was one of the teams that had a home, home or first-round bye and then had home field advantage that were typically getting to the, that Super Bowl. So you definitely want to get the home field advantages, and especially now with, with the the – by, you know, the only one team has that bye week. You want to try to get the best record in that conference to have that bye week. It, it gives you a tremendous advantage. Um, while, the, you know, I think the percentages jump by like, you know, 20 or 30% that you're more likely to make it to the Super Bowl when you have that week one bye uh, in the playoffs. So it, you, you can, they have a good enough team to be able to win on the road. We saw that last year. They, they went on a road in Pittsburgh and, and won um, and then did a really good job against Kansas City in uh, the next week. But Again, if that if that game is played in in Cleveland, do they do they win that game rather than lose it? You know, you could argue that the the answer is yes there. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I think getting getting the first round. I keep forgetting that there's only one round by. There's only one by now. Um, so weird. It's so weird. It, it's strange to me, but we'll, like like we get the point. We do need that pie. I would like to take it. I would like to be at home while other teams are playing. Uh, that is worth it. Uh, John, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Um, you have a great re rest of your weekend. Yeah, you too, G. Bush. Have a good one. All right. John Costco, North Orleans Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.